0: I've never been good at change If I'm honest, it's always scared me But I can't deny this stirring deep inside me And I know it's time to stop resisting Cause I'm not getting any younger here is such a sad way to live a life so face to the wind i'm jumping out i'm walking in every single thing you want to show me to the ups and downs the highs and lows the taking in the tears and laughter, the great unknown, to the open journey, into faith I go, into faith I go, nobody said this would be easy, anyone who did never went through anything painful, Faith is not some fragile thing that shatters when we walk through something hard. So we walk on, oh, whatever may come, to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, to the taking in, the letting go, to the tears and laughter, the grave open journey into faith. I go running like a child in an open field. And stepping off the edge, I'm facing all my fears. If this is what it feels like to be born again, I'll be born So when I feel like giving up, when I feel like throwing it all away, I look back over my shoulder and I can see, your goodness, every single step that I have taken. And it beats like a drum. Like a bell, oh, and it sings like a choir, and it's leading me on my way. Oh, you lead me on my way to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, to the taking in, the letting go, the tears. And after the great unknown to the open journey into faith, I go into faith, I go into faith, I go.
1: Thank you so so much for uh for having angie and and i here this morning um we we are excited to be on this side of arkansas uh we've we've never been to this part of the the world our daughter went to john brown uh, university so we had come to that part of the world and and then we got to know or we've known grace flora for a long time who who came here for a couple of years and have served with her her parents obviously over the last few years and and then just a little over a year ago I think I don't remember Walter somewhere in there uh, we got to know the the Staples and the Norvals from uh, First Baptist Walnut Ridge and and uh, we are excited to to be here getting to renew some some friendships and and getting to meet lots of new people y'all y'all have been so welcoming already this morning uh, just all the welcomes and greetings and uh, getting to hear uh, the children's sermon getting to hear the song that we sang this morning the task being unfinished Uh, we were telling Walter and Mary that was actually the song that uh, that I sang when we were going on this journey two years ago to Lesotho so that that was special that's the first time we've got to do that in in worship Uh, so just a a wonderful time to be with you uh, today and and I hope you know I, I loved what was said in the the children's sermon because we're all missionaries it doesn't matter whether we're right here in America and Walnut Ridge and Perryton Texas where we're from or or if we're over in Lesotho Africa which is kind of extreme to to some some people but that's where God has called us and and we just have to be uh, be obedient uh, to what he's what he's called us to do the song that I sang into faith I go doesn't that just describe uh, our, our walk with Christ each day we have to decide when our feet hit the ground or when actually when we open our eyes, even before our feet hit the ground, I'm going to live by faith today. Uh, and I have, have to admit there's there's days, there's there's struggles, you know, when we try to do it on our own. It doesn't work too well, uh, but when we walk by faith, not by sight, uh, when when we go into the faith, uh, when we go by faith. God's got great plans out there for us. He, he is able to do great and mighty things. We just have to be available. We have to be, be obedient. And that song, I heard it for the first time when we were actually serving in Lesotho. And it, it just uh, struck a chord with, with me because of our own own walk, but also because of the Lesotho people we were serving. You know, one of the lines that I, I sang in that song was talking about uh, stepping off the edge, I'm facing all my fears the Basutu people, they live in fear of everything all the time, 24-7. They, they go and they, they seek out the Sangoma. They pay the Sangoma what little bit of money. Uh, the Sangoma's the witch doctor to, to, to try to, to ward off that, that evil. I mean, they believe that he can, he can do that. And they, then the line said, this is what it feels like to be born again. Uh, there's a, a word, a Susutu word, which is a the language they speak that's uh, called Bapalosa, which means born again. In Susutu, it's not a good word. It's kind of a derogatory word, actually, uh, because the, the, the Basutu look down upon the people that say they're going to be Bapalosa, the, those that are going to be members of the, the saved, uh, saved church. And so when, when I heard that, I thought, that that is what describes the Basutu people we're serving with. They they take that leap of faith to, to go against all of the culture, all of the history, all of the traditions of their country, of their people, uh, for you know for over 200 years, and they say, "I want to be born again. I want to go into the into the faith." So so we're here to talk about that a little bit this morning, both Angie and I and. Uh, we are, uh, we're SBC Church Direct Missionaries. You may not have ever heard that term before. It's, uh, it's part of the, the IMB uh, <laughs> ministry, and uh, they are encouraging churches to send out missionaries uh, themselves. You know, continue to support Lottie Moon, Annie Armstrong, like y'all are doing today. But also send, send out missionaries to partner with us. And so that, that's what we have done, our home church in Perryton. I was serving on staff as Minister of Music and Missions there, and uh, we started going to Lesotho in 2009, uh, serving with Jim and Teresa Flora, and uh, about halfway through that, uh, they invited us to adopt a valley, so our church adopted a valley, became the missionaries to that valley, uh, the Matsuku Valley, and then a few more years into that, Angie and I were really beginning to feel that God was calling us to, to serve there as well, so in 2016, uh, we Angie quit teaching uh, I left the job in the church doing what you were doing this morning uh, Nick and uh, jumped off the, the cliff and said okay God we're going into faith we, we know you're calling us to serve in, in Lesotho Africa so that's, that's our, our journey we're, we're SBC direct missionaries, we're First Baptist Church Perryton missionaries as well as lots of other churches and individuals that have supported us and and sent us out in so, so many ways. Uh, we're partnered with uh, the IMB uh, through Jim and Teresa Flora as, as well. Um, you know the country, Lesotho, you know the people are Basotho and they speak Susutu. Uh I'm excited that you know how to say it already because of the different connections. That's great. Our, some of the people in our home church in Perryton don't know how to say Lesotho. They still wanna say some other things. So we're excited that that's there. Um, here at the front, uh, you'll see uh, some, some things that you can come and see afterwards. Angie's going to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, we also have our prayer cards. We'd love to stay connected with you. Love to pray for you. Love for you to pray for the work in, in Lesotho. So grab one of those prayer cards, and, and then Angie will tell you something else about another prayer card that's there, there as well for the, um, for the orphans. And we want to tell you, um, are the pictures going to work or not going to work? Do you think the the slideshow? Great. Awesome. So you're going to see some pictures. Some of them may be familiar. Uh, I think there may be a few pictures of y'all in there. I can't remember for sure what we have in there, so watch out. Um, But you're going to get to see the Basutu people in the country of Lesotho as we share. And we just want to tell you a little bit about what God has done. It's not us at all. We are just his instruments. We just said, yes, Lord, we know you're calling us, and then he he went about doing the work we just got to be a part of it uh, which is a a blessing and a privilege and very humbling so um angie and i want to tell you a few things that have taken place in the past couple of years uh three new churches uh have been planted uh in in over
2: 120 have followed christ as their lord and savior
1: um we had uh, 58 of, of those that were baptized
2: over 50 villages heard the gospel
1: and there were over 20 teams that, you know, that joined us uh, there, and uh, thousands of people heard heard the gospel uh, through food distribution, through lots of different ministry, through school ministry, through um, uh, just anything and everything you can imagine. Uh, God has been at work uh, through people just like you, uh, through us, uh, through nationals going and telling their own people about about the gospel. And Angie and I are our church planters that that's our our description that's our job job title so so we go to evangelize we go to to disciple we go to to work ourselves out of a a job in Lesotho because we go to to train the believers there to be disciple makers to to plant the churches and and we'll tell you some more about that just in a moment as well and I believe Angie uh now also is going to to share some stuff about a neat ministry that that the ladies got to to do with us when they went on the trip in mobile moms so
2: after stan and i got to africa the flores came to america five days later and before teresa left she said you're going to be in charge of the mobile moms and uh, god has truly blessed that program and the pro what the program is it's women christian women from the churches that are already established and they have anywhere from two to about twelve orphans that they check on every week, and these are the most vulnerable orphans. These orphans probably would not survive without their intervention. And so we meet once a month, and we we learn new Bible stories, we learn educational lessons, health lessons, so that when they go and check on the orphans, they can teach the orphans these stories. They know how to. Uh, help care for the orphans when the, a medical need arises. And they can just work with these orphans on things they've worked in school and, and no questions to ask and, and things to look for. And I just want to tell you a couple of stories about these mobile moms and, and what, they, what they've done. Uh, one of the mobile moms' name is Malabania. And she just has joy in her heart all the time. She loves her orphans like her own her own children, and we got to go and meet those orphans one day. She took us all around the mountain to where her orphans were and and showed us each one of them. And she told us a story that truly touched our hearts. There were two children playing in a truck and she told us the story of them. She said their father is disabled and can't take care of them. Their mother had abandoned them at a young age and uh, decided she wanted to live in the worldly way and so she just disappeared. These children she found eating with the dogs because they were so hungry. And so she went and talked to the chief about it. And the chief hunted down their mother and said, you get back to that village and you take care of your children. That's where you need to be. And uh, so anyway, there's an example of a mobile mom just intervening to help out those children. Another story um, is about a mobile mom who went to check on her orphan. And she had discovered that he had fallen out of a tree the day before and he had broken his shoulder. And she got a hold of us and she said, He's he's broken his shoulder, he needs help. So we were able to meet her and take the child to the hospital. She stayed in the hospital with that child for four days while they were waiting to get help for that broken shoulder. And while she was there, she was able to share the gospel with all the other parents and children that were in that hospital. And So that was just an amazing blessing for them. As these mobile moms go out and share, they also share the gospel with the caregivers of these orphans and with the people of the village. So they have many opportunities to to share the gospel, then to start discipling the people of the village also. And so I had each mobile mom, before we came to America, write a little bit about each one of their orphans and, and give a prayer request. And so I have prayer cards down here on this front table and it'll show the child's name, how old they are, if they're a boy or a girl, and it'll give the mobile mom's name. And if you feel the Lord leading you to pray for these orphans and this mobile mom on this card, please come pick up a card at the end of the service and just to commit, commit to praying for them. They have prayer requests on the card, but I know the Lord will lay a lot more prayer requests on your hearts as you, as you seek to pray for these, these children and also the mobile moms. And as we teach a disciple, um, one of the scriptures we teach is in Ephesians, and this is our prayer for the Basutu people. It's Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever.
1: When we were in Lesotho, one of the things that uh, that we got to be a part of was called Super Winter. And uh, the Jim and Teresa were in charge of that. And uh, we were there assisting them as well as some of the other IMB missionaries. And about 40 plus volunteers that came from several different churches across the country and we brought in like over 200 nationals uh, Basutu from across the country and, and we discipled them and and trained them and they, they did team building activities and had worship like you've never experienced in your in your life it was just just amazing hearing them they, they learned a lot of the songs that we sing and, and they still sing them to this day they love to ride in our truck and listen to those some of those praise and worship worship songs but the the, the verse for that that time that we spent together that week was verses 20 and 21 talking about how how God is able and he's not just able but he's able to do so 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 much more than we can imagine that we can ask that we can think of you know so when you think of God uh, I think so many times we, we limit you know what what we think God can can do we have to go by faith we have to go into that that faith knowing that God can do amazing great things and and we're continuing to see that. Even this morning, uh, we woke up to a, to a message uh, from, a, uh, from some interns that are working there with another ministry called Reclaim Project, uh, doing ministry with orphans and widows. And this this intern, she just wrote us and said, we're going to church at Hamas Waitza this morning, which is across the reservoir from where we live. And Ronnie's going, going with us. And uh, Ronnie is a, a pastor who's been through a lot of in the last year and a half Uh, he's newly married his father-in-law was recently recently killed Um, his wife and little baby has gone to South Africa they've gone to South Africa to be with uh, with her mother so he doesn't know when they're going to return if they're going to return but before we had left to come stateside we had asked Ronnie and challenged him will you go to Hamasweza that that church there they're, they're struggling a little bit they need some encouragement they need to, to hear, uh, hear from God through, through you, will you go? And this morning, we got confirmation that he's going, even in the midst of his suffering. I can't tell you how much this young man has, has suffered in the past two or three years, but he is still going. He's still walking by, by faith. And I'll, I'll show you his picture in just a, just a moment, but he's, he's walking with that power. I honestly don't know how he's walking. I mean, everything that he's been through, the struggles that he's faced. Um, but he's still going because of the power that this, these scripture, that the verses talked about the spirit that's living with, within us, it's God's strength, not, not his strength. And, you know, as Angie and I have shared and the stories I'm going to continue to share, you know, you see us here, but we want you to hear about these stories. We want you to, to hear about what God is doing there. But we also pray that, that, that you will experience that Christ will dwell in you, that, that you will walk by faith, expecting God to do great and mighty things in your life, through your life. You know, sometimes we, we forget that God wants to work through us. You know, when the Norvals and the Staples came, you know, they, they were coming, you know, expecting God to do, do great things, but both in them, but also through them. And we, we got to witness that. Angie and I got to witness what God did in their lives personally but also what he did, did through them. And you can do that right here in Walnut Ridge or wherever God, God calls you. So, so walk by faith, tell about that power, tell about that, that love that, that Jesus has for each and every, every one of one of us and expect God to do great things because he is able, we just have to be, be available. So if we can go to that next, next PowerPoint, uh, we'll show you some, some pictures there. There's Jim and Teresa. I'll I'll tell you right quick. I'll give you an update on, on them. They're they're still in Missouri, uh, and Becca's had some really good uh, doctors' visits. Been released by two doctors, and so we're anxiously awaiting, hoping that they're going to get to return soon. They they've been out of the country for over a year, uh, or it'll be right at a year at the end of this month in in March. So, looking forward to to that. So. We'll see when that next next one. The, these are the mobile moms. I'll tell you real quick, we forgot to change it, that Angie was talking about. So this was meeting in a home. We can do that next slide. The, the next one's going to show the, the kids that were in the truck that Angie was telling you about. See if it's going to work. If not, we'll. going to go we'll see we don't have to worry about technology in Africa <laughs> so that's the fun part I used to do that all the time and in, in, in America I used to have y'all's job and your job worrying about all that now I don't have to worry about it anymore so um, these are those precious little kids that Angie told you about that their mom was was had left them and so you can see see the faces there. And then the next picture, okay, this is the scripture. God is able. We must be available. So are, are you available this morning to whatever God calls you to do? It doesn't have to be something as extreme as selling everything and moving to the other side of the world. But just make sure every day that you're available to let God work in you and through you. All right, this this picture, this is in our home. Uh in in Katsi Lesotho, and uh, one of the volunteers that came and worked with us, one of our biggest purposes in Lesotho is discipling uh, the basutu people, those that have followed Christ. And this is what you're witnessing. That's what you see here. Uh, we do that in villages. We do it outside on the mountainside. Uh, we do it inside rondavels. We do it in our home, all over the place. And and. Uh, this particular time, we were doing a discipleship intensive where we brought people in uh, that we, we, we saw potential. We saw the commitment that they had to, to making disciples. And we just poured into them for three, four, or five days, uh, just encouraging them, training them, casting the vision, uh, the scripture that was shared, the Great Commission this morning, to go, uh, to make disciples, to, to baptize. And that, that's, that's what you're seeing there. So it's a, a huge part of what we do. And when we, when we make uh, disciples, uh, when we disciple them, what happens next? The churches get planted. And so you're going to see the, the first church plant here. This is the village of Hameyani. Uh, it's kind of a strange, look at all those vowels in the name, of the name of the village. So four vowels at once, Hameyani. And this is a new village that we started going to. Uh, there are several new believers there Uh, they have not been baptized yet because the the women when they accept Christ before they'll be baptized they go and ask for permission from their husband and many times they'll say no I don't want you to be baptized I don't want you to 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 do that so they're in that position right now and uh, this is at the chief's house the the chief is a woman in this particular village and uh, so we're excited to see what God is going to do we hear from the the woman, the May, there in the bottom right-hand corner, uh, she's kind of leading, helping to bring that church together. They did not have a pastor yet, so pray that a pastor, a young man, will uh, will rise rise up to be the pastor in that that village. And uh, but we know they're meeting because she writes us, and on WhatsApp we get to stay in touch with her even while we're here. Then the next village, Uh, uh This is in the Matsuku Valley. Uh, the church. That, that our church in Perryton planted, has now planted this church. Uh, so that's the nationals helping to plant, plant a church there. And this particular uh, church, again, you see mostly women and they meet in a small hut. I believe uh, y'all were in this, this, uh, this church, I believe both Adam and uh, were, were there. So Adam and Walter, and it's right next to the tavern and so many times when we're there having church and discipling, the music's blaring. Uh, there's men outside uh, drinking the joala or drinking the uh, the beer right there next to the to the church. But this uh, this particular uh, church is uh, doing doing pretty well. They're they're committed, and they sent us that little video and and just to show us that. We are meeting. Uh, we're coming together. We're worshiping. We're studying the Word of God. Even though you're back in America, we're still going. That, that's what we want. That's exciting to, to see. And then the last one is uh, Ha Ramani Mani. And you see um, the, the people uh, standing behind the, the pool there. Uh, this was the baptism day. This was pretty quick, right before we came stateside. Uh, nine of the new believers there were baptized. Uh, there's about 15 or 16 believers in this, this village. It's a place that God led us to. We had never been to this particular village. And, and there is another church right there that's helping to plant this, uh, this uh, uh, church as well. So that's exciting. Another church that Jim and Teresa had planted that's helping to plant this particular church. And the, the story in this village, uh, when, we, when we first went... The people just came so anxious and so hungry uh, to memorize the scriptures, to get God's word, uh, to to hear uh, what God's word said. And as I said, many people followed Christ. The man in the the orange jacket there, uh, his name is Intate Clariso. Uh, he's a, a man that was working hard for his family. Uh, he was providing for his family, uh, but then he got an infection in his leg, and then it moved to his other leg and both of his legs one above the knee one below the knee had to be amputated and at that point he was not able to work any longer uh, he, he couldn't provide for his family so his family started suffering in a, a great great way when we first met them they were truly truly struggling and on the way of uh, of literally starving uh, they did not have have any food so their hope was gone they had absolutely no hope and God allowed us to Watch him transform this man and his family in this village. Uh, Over the course of several visits, this man and his wife accepted Christ. Uh, He was baptized uh, this day. And then we had a volunteer that came and stayed with us for about three months. And one of his primary roles was to disciple in Tante Clariso. And the amazing thing was this, this man that came... Uh, God put them together in a perfect way in a perfect time Rod has, had lost his wife to cancer a little over a year ago and this man had lost lost his legs and in Tate Clarissa one day he, t- he told Rod he said we've we've both lost something very very precious to us him talking about his uh, his legs and then Rod about his wife and they had a connection you know only God can put those kind of connections uh, together. Rod was ministered to and Tate Clariso was ministered to. And we got to witness that transformation of God just transforming in Tate Clariso's life. So much so, I mean, he started telling people, this is what God has done in my life. He's providing for me. I have hope. Uh, I have a future, an eternal, eternal uh, future. And people actually started um, walking further away from his house, going around his house as far as they could because they knew he was going to tell them about Jesus when he walked by their house. How cool is that? I mean, to people in that village to know that his life has changed. And, you know, I think sometimes when people see me, do they see Christ every day, um, every second? Because people are watching just like they were watching uh, in Tate uh, Clariso. the next picture um, is uh, Costa Bole. And uh, this, this is a, a new village that we started going to. When people see our white truck, they they come. Uh, when they see us stop and go in somewhere. And, and they come not because they think we're going to give them something, but because they know we're going to teach the Word of God. How exciting is that to know that, that people just want to come hear the Word of God. So we stopped this one day. I have to admit, we had been to other villages that day. I didn't want to stop. I mean, I was ready to go home. I was tired that day. But the holy spirit was saying you've got to go uh in that particular day the people just came and came and there are not believers there yet but there are people that are hungry that are coming to listen so we're excited about going back to here and see maybe there's a new church plant going to be right there in, in that particular village in the future then the next picture this is a young man that the the four people that went uh from your church they fell in love with, with Nao. His name means gift. He is a young man. He's an orphan, uh, a double orphan. He's never known his father. His mother committed suicide at a very young age. She was raised by his grandfather. We met him um, about six years ago when we first went into the Matsuku Valley. Um, he is now the pastor of Matsuku Baptist Church, and he's leading this church. He's, he's going and sharing the gospel. He's discipling people. Um, even when we're here, he's still still going. So pray for Nao. Pray for him as he leads the church. He's not married yet. He wants to be married. Uh, looking for a, a godly woman uh, that, that God would uh, provide to be his partner in, in ministry. And then the next picture shows a group of uh, pastors and leaders from the church. So this is a part of the group that, that Walter uh, taught when he was was there. Would you pray for this group as they lead the churches as they as they lead and share in the the villages as they live their life for for christ uh, pray for this group and you also see rod in that picture he was the volunteer that was with us for several several months and in the last picture uh of the the men you see in tate Rani. uh this is the young man that i was telling you about that has had such a struggle this past year uh, his wife um, is there in the picture uh, their their little baby, uh, umpo, which also means gift, and then the the little boy over to the side in the striped shirt, that's her younger brother, and uh, he and his mother witnessed the people in the village killing um, uh, his father, uh, her husband, and so they are in the ones that are in South Africa now. And Ronnie is a church planter deluxe. He has been a part of multiple church plants in. Lesotho, and he is he's being persecuted, he is being challenged, so I wanted you to see his face and just ask that, that you would pray uh, for Entate Rontiliani, uh, because, you know, we, we were, have to admit we were worried, we were wondering, because we had not had an update in the last probably two to three weeks, but today he went to Suetza, uh to keep going, to keep preaching, to keep in, encouraging a, a group of believers at that, at that village. And then the very last picture before I close, um, this is a young man named Tato. And you see the actual picture here on the table uh, also. Uh, We met Tato uh, about eight years ago. Uh, He was a uh, four-year-old little kid, and we were doing some ministry in his village. Uh, Our team fell in love with him. Uh, You see the donkey in the picture. You can see it down here too. Uh, We had taken that. Um, It was a a dirty old crocheted uh, donkey. Uh, my wife's mother had gone and cleaned it and uh, washed it, got it all fixed up because there's do- there are donkeys everywhere in Lesotho, and they don't the kids don't have many toys. And I thought we're going to take this and we're going to find just the right person, little little child that needs needs this little donkey. And Tato was who received it that day. Well, after we you know met him and gave him that donkey, uh, we never saw him again. Uh, I asked about him. We drove through his village on future trips when Angie and I moved there we started asking again and looking for him never ever saw him and then back in October we had a, a two volunteers serving with us and we were on the side of the mountain doing shepherd ministry like we did with, with Adam and Walter too and uh, the, the woman that was with us she had taught the kids she had showed them some pictures and shared scripture with them about God's love for them and then I, I went in and asked them I was like I know you're from Mokwabang it's right up the road here you know, there's a young, young boy named Tato. He's probably maybe 10 or 12 now, something like that. Do any of you all know, uh, know him? And they all kind of looked kind of funny and hesitated and looked at the boy in the middle, and there was Tato right in front of us. We'd been talking to him and didn't even, even know it. And so, Tato, we, we had not stopped praying for him. We had not forgot him. And God put him back in our lives just a few months before we came back stateside and he put angie and i in his life at a time when he needed needed some help Uh, he needed some shoes for one thing a physical thing because he wasn't going to school and then the day that we went to take his shoes to him he'd been bitten by a dog and the family his uh, grandfather and uh, other brothers and sisters weren't doing anything he's an orphan as well Uh, his father's passed away his mother works in south africa and so Angie cleaned up the wounds and we got him to a doctor and we were able to, to take him to get his, uh, his shots, his rabies shots over the next month and a half. And uh, he actually attended the baptism at that church that I showed you earlier. And you know, Tato was one of the, the, the things that God used in our life to confirm that he wasn't finished with us in Lesotho, uh, that he, he wanted us to return because I, I truly believe... Uh, I know because the scriptures tell us it's true that God has a plan for each of us and I know God has a plan for little Tato. Uh, he's smart, uh, he's intelligent, he, he made a wire helicopter that the rotors actually ran off of this crazy battery he found somewhere. I mean, he's, he's just a bright, incredible young little boy and so we can't wait to get back and just pour into him and I could tell you even more things about how God orchestrated and put us in contact with other people that are associated with him but God, God is at work in Lesotho. These are just a few of the, you know, the stories and, and things that, that God is, is doing there, just like I know he's doing. And I pray he's doing in your life, in this church, in your community, in your work, in whatever he has, has planned for you. And I, I want to close this morning. Uh, first, just thank you again for, for having us, letting us share a little bit about Lesotho and, and what he's doing. But I, I want to encourage you also. All of these stories, everything that we've shared with you, our life, you know, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, when we follow Christ, the, the Spirit is within us. And uh, we, we are not uh, on our own any longer. We, we can follow Jesus Christ. We can be led. We can listen. We can be guided uh, with, with our vision, with our hearing. Everything about us, he will lead us. He will lead us onward if we will just let him. You know, he is able. He wants to do great things through us, but we have to be available. Uh, before we came stateside, that just kept going through my mind. God was just saying, let let me do it. I'm able, uh, but but be available, uh, which means we have to be obedient. When God calls us, uh, we have to be listening. Uh, we have to be available in every way at, at every every time. So I hope that uh, that, that God has spoken to you in some way uh, this morning through a story, through a face, through a song, something like he has, has to me. And uh, come and ask us questions. We'd love to, to visit with you or, or come Tuesday night to the Staples house and, and uh, we can talk more in detail there as well. But I, I want to close this morning uh, with a song called Hymn of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads. Uh, we'll, we'll have the, the lyrics up on the screen. But I'm just going to ask you to, to just enter into a time of prayer of just listening and talking to, uh, to our Father, our, our good, good Father, and just pray that, that you will allow yourself to, to be led uh, in every way possible by, uh, by the Spirit.
0: Holy Spirit, guide. My vision, help me see the way you see. Always Jesus, ever Jesus, Christ in all, as Christ in me. Holy Spirit, guide my speaking. Words of grace and truth abound. Let my lips be filled with stories of the mercy that I've found. And Holy Spirit, guide my hearing. Wake my ears to words you speak. In the thunder, in the stillness, let your voice be clear to me. Holy Spirit, lead me onward, walking through the great unknown, trusting, leaning, holding clean, Till the day you lead me home Till the day you lead me home You're the light You're my path You're the shepherd of my soul oh, And all I have, Holy Spirit, lead me on.
1: Father, we thank you that you love us. Father, we, we stand in awe of your greatness. Father, we live by faith knowing that you are able and you you want to do great and mighty things beyond what we can ever imagine or think. Father, this morning, uh, I say, we we say to you that uh, we we want to be available. Uh, We want you to work uh, in our lives. Uh, I pray that for this church, I pray for this body of believers that, that you will work in them individually and and as a whole, for your glory, Father, help us all to, to be led by you, our, our speaking, our hearing, our vision. Father, everything about us, lead us, guide us. And Father, may we be obedient uh, in every way possible for, for your honor, for, for your glory. Father, we love you because you first loved us, and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.